They're taking a lot of alcohol before you call it. <laughs> you can tell. How's that treating you? It treats me as well as it ever does. Does it always treat you right? It doesn't solve all the problems, and it gets rid of them for the second. I wouldn't call it classy, but I feel classier drinking wine and not vodka, I must say. That's fair. I mean, if you do it in a shopping cart, or... <laughs> wearing a suit made of bags... That might be less classy, <laughs> but I don't know your drinking outfits. Um, right now it's a, an Izod blue t-shirt and some pajama pants. Anyway, this is why we need warm-up sets because I'm not prepared when you first call me, ever. Like, ever. I'm never prepared at first. You gotta ease on into it. Yeah, I can't just, like, go from go. Oh, no. When we did this in person, it was a lot easier because I had time to, like, be comfortable. And verbally warm up, as it were. Yeah, but now it's like, oh, my God, it's calling me and it's recording. What's it going to say? I'm attacking you with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like a TMZ interview or something. <laughs> One of these days, I'll just show up at your door wielding a camera. <laughs> I hope so. I want to see your fucking face. Oh, why isn't your face here? My face is in another place. Please send your face to this place. <laughs> Please send your face to this place. You threatened first. <laughs> okay, Asia Seuss. <laughs> I miss California with all my being. And it's not even the fucking Los Angeles. It's just, it's all the traffic. It's my friends and my life. This is still your life. No, this is not my life. This is... It is. This is, this is one of my past lives' lives. Like, I did something no, wrong to somebody. No, it's not. And it's being affected by this life. You're older every second. There's less life left. <laughs> Live life, no life. Now, life, life. Life. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your poem, Asia. <laughs> You're welcome. You have such flowetry. <laughs> <laughs> I always hated that name. I did too. It always it rubbed me the wrong way. It reminds me of period. Whoa. Yeah. I was not expecting menses. <laughs> then again, I never am. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. Personally, it reminds me of period, and I'm completely disgusted by it. Both the actual period and the thinking about the period by the name. All of it is just disgusting to me. Welcome to By That I Period. <laughs> Welcome to By That I Mean Period, Period, Period. <laughs> is this a trilogy <laughs> of episodes about periods? We just got a new fan. Well, no, we just got like 19 new fans. That's true. What if we've been gathering fans like Asia? Like whoa? I don't think we've reached whoa status. No, that's like whoa, considering like the leap that we took. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like whoa, comma, considering. 
<laughs> and I imagine there's a dot, dot, dot at the end of that, too. <laughs> Considering the leap that we took. Like, did you see it? I sent you the uh, Facebook weekly page status update analysis. Yes, you did. Uh, did you, you see the chart? You sent me the Facebook status update page analysis. Those are all the words that they said when they said that. Anyway, did you, did you, um, did you see the, like, there was there a chart in yours? Because there was a chart in mine. <laughs> I've never been asked that question, <laughs> but I'm rarely asked questions in that tone of voice. <laughs> and it's usually confrontational. <laughs> so you're challenging me to find out if there was a chart. I see that chart every time I look at the page. Yeah, so like I think the green line is um, our our weekly reach. Yeah, nine hundred seven skyrocketed. Yeah. Just skyrocketed. It's all thanks to our super duper fan, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany has been a fan of By That I Mean for many moons on Facebook, but she went above and beyond and pimped is the only term I can come up with. Uh, she pimped By That I Mean. Tiffany definitely deserves a shout out. If not, like. Thank you, Tiff. You are the sweetest. Thank you, Tiffany. I look forward to meeting you one day, I should say, probably. I haven't met her, right? No, you haven't. Yeah, I look forward. But she's cool to meet. <laughs> I look forward to that. However, I should also say that I don't want to alienate any super fans by, like, ranking our super fans with, like, duper status. Well... Or we should elevate all of the super fans to super duper status. I would say all of our fans are super duper, but I would also say that Obviously, Chris O'Neill has transcended simply the role of superfan. I think he's grown a little bit beyond that. To collaborator? And regular co-host. I'm not going to go that far yet. <laughs> you don't have to go that far, but reality will. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. It's not gonna, I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ready for it yet, Seth. You understand? Asia, I've been able to tell. I know. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love Chris O'Neill. I had a threesome with him audiophonically, and that's never happened audiophonically before. I'm just, you know, there's you know, baby steps here. You know, threesome first, maybe I will acknowledge you as a collaborator, I mean, a co-host. Oh, is it hurts to even say. I can't even say it, but, like... Just gonna, you know, we're just gonna put it. I'm just gonna leave it. Put it. So to you is by that I mean co-host a Highlander situation where there can be only one. I'm sorry. Wow, that was the major dork I wasn't prepared for. Up until this point, the only person I ever knew that referenced the Highlander was my father. Yes. To answer your question in the longest way possible. Yes. I can understand that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like to win, Seth. You know this. Like, I'm a competitive person. I know. When I was competing with myself, it was freaking fine. But now there's other people, and I just feel weird. But it's not a competition. It's a game where everyone wins. No, everything is a competition, Seth. But everyone wins on by that, I mean. Everyone doesn't win if you are left out of the next threesome that is, becomes a twosome. 
Like, if you have a threesome with somebody, and if you get a twosome... No, 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 no. Hold on here. You're definitely a loser. At no point was it decided that the whole format of the show was switching to threesomes. What I meant to say was, if you have a threesome, and it becomes a twosome, and you're not part of that threesome, then you definitely lost something. I'm not saying what. Because there are different kinds of threesomes, obviously. That threesome made you so jealous. (laughs) They always do, Seth. They always do. It's so tragic. This was the last one I had. It was a long time ago. Like, oh, two or oh, three. Like, I don't do this often. And I feel like I don't do a good threesome. It hasn't become a twosome that excludes you. We're having this twosome now. Yeah, but, like, I'm, like, sloppy second twosome. You understand? No, I don't. I'm sloppy second twosome after threesome. That's it's, like... That's not true. Let, let's take this in completely sexual terms. All right? <laughs> We're going to take this in completely, we completely sexual terms. I think that's the only right. appropriate way to render this. Completely <laughs> yes. Okay, so I have a threesome. And then the twosome directly afterwards but I'm not included. And then there's another twosome that was, like, back to basics. But it was, like, one of those, you know, I tried to go off with this person, and, you know, I'm going to go off with them later again, but we're just not going to include you anymore altogether. It would be different if I were allowed to have another twosome with the other person. No, that's not the same at all. How is that not the same? Because the show's mine. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) Seth. Exactly. These aren't terms that one can live on and not be jealous if you're me. <laughs> the, 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 the deck is stacked in your favor. <laughs> the house wins. <laughs> the straight's flushed. And like I'd be more comfortable if it were in sexual terms because I would win every time. Just every time I would win. I don't know about you, but my sex is not public or promoted on Facebook. No, yeah, but no, it's not. Mine is not. However, there are tales that have traveled where people know that I win at sex. I want to talk about a name and a person who, Asia, you have introduced me to in the past year and a half. A man named Poop Hoodie. Would you like me to discuss how I got his name or how I know him? Um... First, how do you know him? Or how did you know him? I was an age before I went to college. I don't remember that age. But before I went to college, I participated in this program um, at the Indianapolis Repertory Theater called Summer Conservatory. You have to write your own plays and produce your own plays and direct your own plays and make scenes, make the set design and do the lighting schemes for plays and stuff like that. It was a really awesome program, actually. And in that program, I met this girl whose name is Mary Margaret, and she lives on the south side of Indianapolis. At that time, we didn't have a lot of friends because I grew up in Zionsville, Indiana, but we got into that before. Um, so, like, I met her, and I was like, oh, friends. And she was, like, 45 minutes to, like, an hour away from my house, but she invited me to her birthday party. And she was, like, maybe, like, two or three years younger than me. So I was like, I'm going. So, like, I went to her party, and then there... Her boyfriend at the time, I became really good friends with. His name was Aaron. And then he invited me to his school play at some high school on the south side. And I went to that. And then from there, I went to an after party. And at the after party, I met Sean. He was dancing. And I was like, he is my new best friend. 
and then he became my new best friend, and then I actually ended up having a threesome with Sean and Aaron. That's a whole different story. Anyway, so that summer, so like we hung out a lot, and then I hang out with a cousin, and then I went to college, and I came back, and during the summer, I hung out with all of them, and there was like a ton of them, like, and one of them happened to be true buddy. We ended up hanging out, and I think we ended up making out in my car in front of a gas station for like 30 minutes, maybe an hour. That's romantic. Yeah, and then I went home. And I went back to college. <laughs> we made out in front of a gas station and then went back to college. <laughs> All in a night's work for Asia. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at life. She travels great distances in a single bound. No, I think it was actually literally the night before I had to go back to college. Ah, and, okay, so yeah, you had to dash off from the gas station. <laughs> what a Cinderella story. Yeah, right. When he came back into my life, he was like, I really wish I'd gone with you that night. But I had this girlfriend, and then there was this car, and it broke down, and I didn't have it, and it got stolen, and all this other shit. And I was like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Has that ever happened to you? Like, where somebody, like, told you about a story that happened, like, three years before? And you had no idea what the hell they were referencing. And you were um, just like... That happens to me constantly. Yeah. People reminding me of stuff I've said that they thought was funny. Yes. And I'm like, w- when? What did I say? Oh. That, yes. well, that was amusing three years ago. That happens to me all the time. I'm sorry I spin gold all day. Yeah. I can't help it. That's the story of how I met Pooh Putty. And now, how did this friend of yours get the moniker Poop Hoodie? How he got the name Poop Hoodie is, he got locked out of his his mom's house purposefully. Like, they knew he was God, and they knew he didn't have a key, and he lived there. Um, And he was locked out. And he was very, like, he was incensed about it. Yeah, why'd they lock him out? According to him, it is assholes, but I think they just don't like him. And those can be two different things. They don't have to be the same thing. True. So, he was so intense that he took a shit on the back porch of the house. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was there. I wasn't, like, there to witness the shit. I was in my van, but (laughs) I was there. Did he wipe? Yes, he did, in fact, wipe. With his mom's old college hoodie that was on a chair outside of the porch. (laughs) <laughs> the name. Poop hoodie. And I thought it was rather perfect. Thus he shall be ever known. <laughs> to us at least. And you told me that Poop hoodie recently left your life. Yes, for the third time. The third, my goodness. Yes, for the third. What precipitated this exit? He stood me up, but not for like a date for like a hangout session and I wanted to hang out with somebody because I was bored. It's like a campfire story. It's not like a like I'm an interview, you know what I mean? Weave me the tale. <laughs> the saga. <laughs> the saga of Poopity. <laughs> is that the title? The Poopity Saga? No, the saga of Poop Hoodie. Is that the, the title of this episode? It could very well be, depending on how much more interesting things that we say during the course of this episode. 
That's the bar, though. <laughs> we gotta jump that bar. Okay, so tell a tale. Weave a web. <laughs> Read a rainbow, Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies in the sky. Why do we always remember that show? I think we said it at least twice. That's not enough, frankly. Because <laughs> Reading Rainbow was the shit, that's why. Uh, okay, so... I just smoked a cigarette for this. This all goes too pretty. When I first got back to the state, all of my boy options that I had stockpiled were taken. And you know how frustrating that is? When you work so hard to create a stockpile of people that you can come back and use for sex. You had a stable. I did. I had a freaking stable. And they were all taken or gone. Mm. It was annoying. Anyway... I remember Pooh Putty from, um, you know, that time I made out with him at the gas station. How could you forget? Yeah. And my little brain was like, I wonder what he's doing. Miraculously, he was in the same state that I was in, both literally and figuratively. So I decided to hang out. He was like, oh, easy, you got to come and hang out with me. And I was like, okay, cool. So I hung out. Um, on a Wednesday, I remember distinctly because it was like, yeah, it was the day I got my job. So I went to hang out with him. Like his mom had like a Jerry Curl mullet. What? And she's a white lady. What? She's a white lady. So like wavy hair? <laughs> like cabbage patch kid hair. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was crazy. And she was meanie. And they worked third shift. Um, so they, like, she left. They had left for the night at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to be back again until, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. So we, you know, we hung out with his brother, who was a character, and he was awesome. And he's the one that invited me to prom. So we talked about a couple episodes before, if anybody actually listens to all these episodes sequentially. I'm sure there are a few. I'm probably. We went to Walmart because... I promise you that's the only thing you can do in the state after 4 a.m. No, I totally understand. Like, in many yeah. places, Walmart is the only source of entertainment past what? Like, well, 11 midnight? Yeah. The fun part wasn't actually going to Walmart. It was, like, we had wheelchair cart races, <laughs> which I was completely cool with because I had been in a wheelchair before, so I figured it wasn't, like, karmically bad for me, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have had to use a wheelchair before, it's not like you're making fun of people that are handicapped. It's like you're getting reacclimated to something that you used to do. He won. He bought wine. Whatever. Things happen. <laughs> not going to get you more than that. I think we hung out once after that, and he, like, wanted to see his kids who were somehow at his sister's place, like, 45 minutes away from where he lives, because his mom secretly brought them back into town and didn't tell him. And he was very mad about it. And I was like, if you want to see your kids, I'll take you to see your kids. And he's like, I can't ask you to do that. And I, was like, I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So he goes to see his kids. And, you know, he hung out with his kids the whole day or whatever. And then his baby mama had, his mom had transported her here as well. And they were all very lovely people, but, you know, they were weird. It was very weird. It was a weird day. And I wanted to leave and go hang out with my friend. And he was like, no, stay here, hang out with us. And I was like, okay, weird. So I did that for a while. And um, then when I was, like, leaving, I just got really freaking angry. 
So I didn't say anything. It wasn't like I was like verbally angry. I was just angry because it was like a whole 12 hours where I like, I was literally just gonna hang out with a friend and come back and I wasn't allowed to do that. That's actually neither here nor there. I'm telling the story probably, I realize. It'll get better. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, I'm actually telling the story horribly, horribly. Because I left out a really big part of it. <laughs> Do you want to start over? No, because like, I just told so much of it. It's pretty deep in. I told so much of it. <laughs> and I can't just go back. Maybe we can do this in editing. Nope. <laughs> the first night that we hung out, they, like he like, asked me to come over and I met his jerry curl mullet coiffed mom. After that, he like disappeared for like a week or two. And then he reappeared with like pretty much explanation. It was crazy. Anyway, when he reappeared, we hung out and then I took him to see his kids. I took him back, and his brother was there, and he was awesome, and he gave me a lump of coal out of his pocket. <laughs> and wanted me to go to prom with him. It was, this is weird. It was really weird. <laughs> but it was interesting, which was more than I was getting. Do you understand? Absolutely. Yeah, so... It's an adventure. Exactly. I love adventures, and I'm okay with weird shit as long as it's interesting. Anyway, so after this day... After this whole experience or whatever, he disappeared again. And then he was saying some really, like, whiny, bitchy things on his Facebook wall. Because when people disappear, that's the first place you check. The Facebook wall. Because, you know, it's 2012. And he was like, someone trying to get between me and my kids. And I'm like, what the hell is this fool talking about? And then it became clear after, like, the third whiny, bitchy text, like, Facebook message... Then he was talking about me. And I was like, oh, oh, no. So I decided to burn it down. You didn't connect the messages to, like, meaning you. Oh. Well, I mean, I would would require me looking at his Facebook wall. And I think he took them down. No, but why did you know that they were about you? We were, like, texting a little. And then he got, like, real bitchy at me. And, like, basically accused me of trying to, like, get between him and his kids over text message. And then also over Facebook, not message, just wall post. Oh, that's so crazy. Like, he's writing these, like, crazy banners down, like, my kids need the world to me. If anybody tries to get between me and them, they gotta go. And I'm like, what the hell? I just took you to see your kids for, like, 12 hours. I didn't even bitch about it to your face. You didn't even know about it, you know what I mean? Like, if I had done any bitching, you wouldn't have known about it. And I'm, like, talking to my friend, Will, who's, like, who, like, knew him in high school, but, like, wasn't friends with him. But he was, like, yeah, just, like, stop talking to him. Destroy his ego. It's fine. And I was, like, okay. I don't actually do that to people. So, <laughs> so but what I do do to people is I send them really long Facebook messages um, or letters. Because, again, 2012. It's 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is how we explain and convey our emotions. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to burn it down, what better way than a really long, drunken letter? So true. And he would do things like he would like say they were going to hang out, and then he just like wouldn't call me at all or text me or Facebook message me or anything, any number of ways one can contact one. 
And it's like one of those, like, you know, I do have a life. It might not seem like it, but I do. And I'm trying to do things, and if I schedule something, but it's kind of, like, shitty of you to do that. And he's like, I'm really busy. And I'm like, I, I'm not the one that scheduled this meeting. <laughs> you are. Take off your whiny bitch pants and put on your big boy pants. So I burned it down because I didn't want to deal with that. Because I've had, I've dealt with this before, and it just was never good. Should I get into the, like, the really weird night, or should I just get into the, the news? I'll get into the really weird night, because it's worth telling. Absolutely. It's worth telling. My friend Sean came into town, the one that was the dancer. He wanted to go out. He picked out my outfit, and, you know, I have a lot of friends, and some of them are more dramatic and have more flair than others. And he happens to be on the more dramatic, flary side of my friend's spectrum. Uh-huh. He chose a latex cat suit. <laughs> all I can to describe it for me to wear out that evening with him. Where, do, where were you going? It's this club called The Ten. It's in um, downtown Indianapolis. It's a lesbian bar. <laughs> a cat suit. So beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, sure, whatever. <laughs> Always in style. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, I'll wear this. It was my Halloween costume a couple years ago. My mom had bought this outfit from a goth catalog that my grandmother subscribed to. <laughs> and she, she subscribed to it. What was any of that? <laughs> <laughs> she subscribed to it for the costume jewelry. It's, goth? Anyway. <laughs> goth? A goth what? A goth catalog. There's a goth catalog. Yeah. And my grandmother subscribes to it. <laughs> and my what? mom looks through it and buys the outfits. Whatever. Um, That's so beautiful. That makes me so happy. I had worn this outfit like a couple of years back for Halloween. And I was supposed to get a whip. So I could be a dominatrix. But I didn't get a whip. So I just went as a whore. And that's why I told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you just stop it, trick. Yeah. And I had made this new crazy work friend. Um, and I decided to invite her, too, because, you know, why not? <laughs> and I invited my best friend, Megan, because, well, one of my best friends, Megan, because, you know, she knows Sean and she hadn't been out in a while. And I was like, we're, we're doing this. We're just doing it. And she's like, okay, we're doing it. So, I got to the club. Well, no, I went to the hotel where Sean was staying, and then we drove to the club together. And then um, Megan was already there, and we were, you know, we were all there. Then my crazy work friend shows up, and she just went crazy. Let's see. And she had a couple drinks, and she decided to dance. And she's like, you guys going to dance? And she was talking to me and Megan, and we're like, no, we don't dance. We just look at people and judge them. Because that's basically what we do. That's all you can do. That's all I ever do at clubs. <laughs> that's all you can do, though, when you're dressed like a whore. Also true. It really is. It really is. When you do anything else, like you're just that crazy person in the club that's wearing a costume and being weird. Mm-hmm. So, so all you can do is look at people like they're beneath you. In your cat suit. Yes, in my cat suit. Anyway, she was dancing with Sean, and then Sean was, like, kicking her. And she was, like, laughing and dancing, and it was funny. And then he dropped her on her head. 
<laughs> Did that make her more crazy? Probably. But she's always like, I'm having so much fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she went to the bathroom. I think some girl went down on her or something. What? I don't know. Yeah, true story. True story. Then she came back out. Did you get like that was- confirmation of this from someone? With this? It was her. Oh. Yeah, if that's like accurate or not, I don't really like whatever. Is she even some, lesbian? Um, she's I think bi. I don't know. She's weird. Like not as in bi is weird, but she is just weird. Right. Yeah. So um, she was she was at the table, and then some old woman. And by old, I mean like forties, not like that old. <laughs> Practically um, dead. This is practically dead bitch. He's like, just sat next to her, like making out with her, my work friend. What? And we were like, do you even know this woman? Like, what the hell? I was like, yeah, that's my friend in the bathroom. You're like, okay, cool. Weird. Now that is classy. Yeah, super classy. That's my friend from the bathroom. Another possible episode title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean, at this point, I don't know how this happened, but, like, my poor boy, he was, like, crying. He was literally crying. Oh, why? His sister didn't show up, and he was only in town for a couple days, and he was really upset about that. But, like, all of his other friends were, a lot of other friends were there. And then, also, he propositioned me. So he was just drunk as shit is basically what was going on. He was just drunk as shit. Whoa. He was just drunk as shit. And then they they took him to the van and they just drove away. And it was like, it was a dramatic exit. Um, I'm sorry. It's difficult to make a dramatic exit in a van. <laughs> it's really not in downtown Indianapolis. That's the only aspect of your story that I question. Okay, well, it was dramatic. <laughs> this is why it was dramatic. He wasn't actually sitting on any seat. He was just on the floor with his head in his lap. And his hand, like, reached outside the open van door, like, trying to reach for me. And then his arms were taken back in the van. The van door closed, and it drove away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that suddenly became 24. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. I went back inside, and Megan was like, I'm going to go home. And I was like, okay, do you want me to drive you home? Because he had a couple to drink. And he was like, no, I'm going to wait outside. My boyfriend's going to pick me up and drive me home. And I was like, okay, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And I was about to go home. We turned as we were talking, and we noticed vomit on the table. And my work friend laying in it with her head down and her eyes just like not focused. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> if your boyfriend's going to take you home, that's fine. I apparently have to take this bitch home. <laughs> <laughs> Before she drowns herself. I walked straight up to a cop that was in the club and I said, I'm here with a friend who had too much to drink and I need to drive her home. Do you know the best way to get her into a car? And he was like, you could ask some guys here that are strong to take her 
and put it in your car. And I was like, all right, thank you. You've been absolutely no help. Um, you could get someone who is not me to give a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I walked back to her. I asked some guys that were, like, behind me to, like, help. So I was like, fine. I'll... And I, like, turned around. I found some guys. They were really strong. They were super nice. And they brought her into my car for me. Because I don't like vomit. I don't like dealing with people with vomit. So I'm not going to touch it. They got her into my car. I told her, if you vomit in my car, I will kill you. And she's like... Okay, no, I'm fine. I don't vomit ever. And I was like, except for, like, on the table. Never mind. Let's, I'll just take you home. So I'm driving her home. I'm, like, getting to the south side of Indianapolis. I'm asking her where she lives. And all she can say is Burger King. (laughs) 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 Burger King. I was like, you think it's a Burger King? Like, what are you saying? She's like, no, turn, turn right, turn, turn left, it's here right. I was like, okay, fine. Miraculously, I got her home without myself, like, getting into any trouble. Running any people over. Right? Miraculously. <laughs> That's ridiculous direction. So, like, I'm trying to move her house. I go upstairs. I knock on her door where her boyfriend is, who is, like, watching her two kids. And Whoa. she comes. Yeah. Twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And I ask her to come downstairs and get his bitch. In those words? In those exact words. Come get your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like mad at him at this point because at some point she had given me, given us her his number and we tried to call him and he didn't answer his phone and we called him like, 20 times so that he could come pick her up. One possible explanation is that he knew what that call actually meant. (laughs) Which is that she just got her beaver waxed. (laughs) That's not what that call means. That call means, come get your bitch. She's at a club. (laughs) Downtown. That's all it means. A CGYB call. (laughs) He takes her inside. And I'm like, her car is still at the club. You're going to need to get it. And I'm like, still dressed like a whore, mind you. <laughs> Just sitting there like, her car, is, her car is at the club. You need to get it. Tomorrow, it's fine. I asked the people. They said it's fine. You can, like, she can leave it there overnight. I'm going to go home. Like, make sure she doesn't die. Goodbye. I left. I got the car. I left. And I'm trying to drive home at this point. About, like... Not even, like, two minutes after I leave, I check my phone, and, like, I missed a call. Kept getting the same call. And I was like, what the hell is this? I check my voicemail, and it's, you're receiving a call from, I don't know, that's what I'm saying, in jail. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm on the south side. I have to kind of deal with that. So I answer the next time. She's in jail. She got a DUI. She blew a .09. She gives me the number for her boyfriend, and the call cuts out. And then, like, it keeps cutting out. And it's like, you need a landline in order to receive this call. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I'm, like, freaking the fuck out. I'm on the south side, like, 45 minutes away from my house. Wait, how is that a a fucking rule? How can they let that happen? Which rule? That you would need a landline phone in 2012 to get a call from jail. Right? Right? Are you serious? you also need a credit card, and at that point, I didn't have a credit card. What? You can either really put a weird. credit card into your cell phone, or you need a landline. 
Yeah, it was really weird. Anyway, so, like, I'm calling her boyfriend. I called him, like, 40 times, and he does not pick up the phone. And I'm on the south side, and I'm freaking out. I need a landline. The only person I know on the south side happens to be Pooh Putty. <laughs> so, <laughs> I go to his house at 4 o'clock in the morning, just like a hooker. <laughs> I get out of the car. The best way to I reintroduce knock, yourself, really. I knock on his door. <laughs> Wait, is this his parents' house? Yeah, this is his parents' house. <laughs> who, who works third shift? Who works third shift? So, like, should be gone at this point, right? Should just be gone. Oh. I knock at the door, and the Jerry Crow mullet, Cabbage Patch doll enters the door with the angriest scowl I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and all I can say is, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I have the wrong house. <laughs> and I can take in my car and leave. And leave. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, I'm gone. I'm fine. I'm leaving. Oh, I'm so sad that you left, though. I wish you would have just stood your ground and said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not here to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to meet your husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's seen me before. She knows who I am. Did she remember you? I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> down the Certainly line. not like that. That's down the line. Um, like, okay, so, like, I finally get a hold of, like, Megan's boyfriend. We make a plan, and I get her out the next day with her father's money. And he has bail for a DUI to D. It has 150 bucks. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that That's really is crazy. less than a traffic ticket in LA. Yeah, hundred fifty bucks. He's get out. That crazy. is amazing. Yeah, I write proof that he had gotten this long ass Facebook message the next day about how like he wouldn't talk to him anymore, and like he's never there. Here's are some things that you can do to pursue your dreams that are local, because you know I'm a nice person. Um. And I never heard from him again. And this was, like, way before I got my boyfriend, who I had met, actually, the night I was dressed like a whore. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway. In every situation, Asia is dressed for the occasion. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Um, So, all right. (laughs) That happened. And I haven't heard from him since. Or I hadn't heard from him since. Which is understandable. I mean, imagine, you know, you're hanging out with some girl, and then you're sending angry text messages, and then she shows up to your house at 4 o'clock in the morning dressed like a whore, and it costs your mother. It's basically how I see this story happening on his end. It's pretty much how it looked from his side, I would think. <laughs> yeah. So I, I heard from him since. And I was like, yep. Yeah, that's, 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 okay, it's done, it's done, good, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just get over it, just move on, that's fine. I was like, you know, I got my boyfriend, we're together, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, about last Tuesday, I got a call, answered the phone, and it was pool pretty. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but it's funny, because, like, I say this joke to people, I'm like, he'll be back, they always come back. And they do always come back, but, like, I didn't actually think this one was ever going to come back, considering. Anyway, so I got this call from 
him. We made plans. I mean, like, we were talking for a while. I explained to him what happened that night. He told me that as a result, a direct result of that night, he had gotten kicked out of his parents' house. Whoa. Yeah. Rough. Rough times. Yeah, but he thanked me. He was like, I really want to thank you for that because, like, seriously, I'm on my own. It's awesome. Like, I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. And it's all because of you. And it's like, I'm so thankful. I'm back in school and everything is going great. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You need to show up at more guys' families' houses dressed as a whore at four in the morning. Right? You clearly have a gift. (laughs) Right? Are you the whore whisperer? (laughs) Maybe I'm like the scrub whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. Sorry, I'm really, really sorry. Obviously, I was mortified when I found out, but I was, I, I was like, laughing at the same time. I was like, I'm so sorry. That's awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, no, that was like, terrible of me. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's great. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. He's like, no, seriously. It was, like, the best thing that could have happened to me. And I was like, all right, weird, awesome, okay, we'll go with it. And he's like, so do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, I'm free Saturday, that's fine. You want to go to this drive-in movie theater? Because there's a drive-in movie theater, and I need to go to one mm-hmm. before I leave this state. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, how about Saturday? Like, how about today? Like, right now? And I was like, yeah, I'm busy. And I was like, are you high? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, no, I, I work during the week. I'm on Saturday. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. And I was like, all right, are you going to kill me? Because usually you have to ask. And if you ask, you they need to tell you. <laughs> they have to tell to. you. It's like, it's like you're asking a cop if they're a cop. Mm-hmm. It's entrapment otherwise. Yeah. And you have permission to haunt them. You have ghost rights. You do have ghost rights. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, I missed you. Like, you want to hang out? And I was like, okay, cool. All right, Saturday it is. Anyway, Saturday comes around. I had not heard from him. I did not hear from him the whole time. Poop hoodie. <laughs> yeah, he did not call. You he are incorrigible. <laughs> he did not email. He did not text. He did not other things you could do to contact somebody to tell them. I can't hang out with you right now. And I was incensed. And then the next day, he didn't contact me. But it was cool because I was hanging out with my boyfriend. And, like, my boyfriend would have been all weird if, like, a guy, like, talked to me that wasn't, you know, homosexual. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So the next day, still nothing. And I got drunk and angry. And I decided to send an angry Facebook message part two. Follow up. Oh, gosh. So now... Do, do you have that Facebook message? I do. Now, I was increasingly incensed by the fact that this had happened, like, before. <laughs> it didn't happen again. And, like, I don't know if he wanted me to show up to his new place, which I don't know where it is in a horror costume. But I'm obviously assuming that's not the case, considering I didn't know what the fuck he lived. He was being a dick. Yeah, I guess so. And I responded accordingly. I burned it the fuck down. 
there is no way he will ever contact me again. Burn it down. But part of me, like, have you ever written something and then immediately after when you sent it, just, like, wanted to masturbate to it because it was, like, that amazing for you? Hello, this is the By That I Mean podcast. My name is Seth Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this one's for me. Like, yeah. That's what this one's for me. I get it. All right. Are you ready? Because I have now. Oh, I'm ready. It's really long, though. So I think I'm going to read this as it sounded in my head as I was writing it. Do you mean like in terms of how you perform it? Like, I'm, yes, exactly. Like, I'm not going to read it as sad as it sounds at the moment. I'm going to read it as I was thinking it sounded as I wrote okay. it. But, like, you must be faithful to the emotional moment, Asia, and draw upon your <laughs> sense memory. Okay. <laughs> the powerful Facebook message that's severed forever Asia's ties to Poop Hoodie, as performed and written by Asia Coleman. <laughs> Okay, this is happening. And please don't pretend you won't read this as I know you will. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for whatever your little crazy head things I did to you or your kids if that pathetic wall post was about me. I'm apologizing as I'm not in the space for any more crazy in my life at the moment. I have enough and I've had enough. I don't need flakes. I don't even like frosted flakes. That's a lie. I love frosted flakes, but you get my point. <laughs> Was that in parentheses? Yeah, that was in parentheses. Okay. And there was a, there was a list of this as well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you even bother coming back into my life? It's freaking maddening. I don't feel like I am or should be more important to you than your kids. What is wrong with you? Seriously. Why even bother talking to me again if that's all you're going to think? Why even bother calling me? If it was to listen to response, here is one. I don't want crazy people in my life. I don't always have a choice, but in this case, I do. Please, don't contact me again. Please, don't Facebook me. Please, don't call me. Please, forget you know my name. No mention of carrier pigeons? <laughs> it's coming. I am legitimately sorry for getting you kicked out of your parents' house. Had I known what the consequences would be, I would have never showed up there in a whore costume. I was just trying to rescue my friends. I am there for my friends. <laughs> I literally blew off a very important thing to hang out with you last Friday. A thing I really wanted to do. I blew it off as I believe in second chances. I wanted to prove it to my skeptical friends. Just so you know, I am not the crazy one in this situation. And that's in all caps, by the way. <laughs> Which is the way that you prove to people that you're not crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Normal people call if they can't show up to something they've planned. If they don't show up, they at the very least call to say they can't make it. If it's an emergency, they call the next day. And then I go into like. I had an emergency, and I still called the person I was supposed to hang out with that day and told them I couldn't hang out with them um, as it's the right thing to do. Normal people understand that the world doesn't revolve around them and their sad, sad lives. It is 2012. <laughs> there, are, there are several ways of contacting people. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, right. There are several 
ways to contact you people, so let them know you can't make it or don't want to be bothered. These methods involve email, text, phone call, Facebook message, a fucking raven, pager, parentheses, I don't know, wind song, what the fuck ever. I really don't understand why the fuck you contact me in the first fucking place unless A, you were actually high as I had asked, or B, you thought I was fucking easy. Well, I'm not. The 30 seconds we were together was really nothing to dwell upon. I honestly don't remember it. This was a lot more civil before I got into it, but I'm glad. Not everyone is fucking crazy. Not everyone is out to get you. Not every woman you meet wants to harm you. Your <laughs> like behavior me. really <laughs> your behavior really makes me sympathize with every fucking woman you've ever met ever. I don't like my tone. I certainly don't like being like this. You've caught me at an awkward time. The gist of it is fuck you and fuck off. If I ever even fucking see you again, you would better look the other direction. I'm not gonna do anything to you. I just don't want to know you. <laughs> Fuck off and goodbye. <laughs> uh, such a thing yeah. of beauty. Like yeah. the the rage is so crystalline, so clear. <laughs> the amazing part is once I wish again, I could bottle it. And- Drink it. <laughs> what is, once again, I was fucking drunk as shit when I heard this. And yet every word is spelled perfectly and the punctuation is impeccable. Nice. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that for one second. Um, can we go back to that list? <laughs> yes, let's go of, back to the list. Of methods of contact. Can you... <laughs> <laughs> Can you remind me what those were in order? (laughs) Email, text, phone call, (laughs) Facebook message, a fucking raven, pager, (laughs) wind song. (laughs) Okay, so raven? Yes. Do they send messages? I am a Game of Thrones fan. The oh, edge. okay. Oh, so they do. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I would actually, actually, I would expect Game of Thrones to be accurate on at least that count. <laughs> but uh, Raven before Pager? Yes, because I think it's more historically accurate. Like in, so it's in terms of cultural relevance more than anything else. <laughs> more exactly. than actual convenience. No, my, my list was very much in cultural relevance. Also, why order. did you leave out facts? I forgot about facts. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I have my facts number. I hope your facts number is printed on your business cards. Otherwise, you're not a serious businesswoman. <laughs> I need to get off of Facebook immediately, otherwise I'm not going to be paying any more attention. <laughs> Are you immediately sucked into Facebook land? It's okay, I got off. I got off. <laughs> I got off. I committed to the process. How many situations have I left by saying, it's okay, I got off? <laughs> All of them. 
But <laughs> I was pissed off. But like, I would do like I press send, and after I got over my like, that felt amazing high. I'm not really mad at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't actually. Like, it was like, oh, fuck it. But also, at the same time, though, I don't want him in my life, so... Right, and this was as good a reason as any to finally put a pin on the poop. Yeah, but, I mean, if nothing else, it makes for a great story. It truly does. It truly does. (laughs) Such a saga. It really is. This is your Game of Thrones, Asia. (laughs) (laughs) Game of poop hoodies. <laughs> it's weird just getting it all out there, you know what I mean? Don't you feel liberated though? I feel like I probably made an enemy. No. I don't think so. Yeah, well we'll see. I don't like enemies. I don't think you need any enemies in your life. I don't. That's the saga of Poopity that is no more. No more. But I'm okay with it being no more. But, like, at the same time, I secretly wanted to come back into my life so that I could write him another very long email. <laughs> because it's just so much fun, Seth. It's so much fun. Yeah, that was the thing. I was I was going to ask, like, if he did make an attempt, would you at least go through the motion again of accepting his offer to hang out, knowing full well that he's going to welch on it yes because it's totally worth it for the letters that you get to write yeah (laughs) it's like that's like the most writing i've done all year that's not true i actually did a lot of writing this year but like yeah that's the most it's the most writing i've done with like the most instant gratification you automatically get to see the results of your work Mm -hmm. and that they never call you again so it was effective it was like i got paid in isolation. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. You got paid in him leaving you the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was amazing. That was just so amazing. Your life. <laughs> it truly is. You say that people don't want to know about your shit, but come on. Who can resist your poop? Hoodies. Hoodies. Hoodie and otherwise. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of people that were bored by what I just said. Well, those people can fuck off and fuck off. <laughs> no, I kind of like the awkwardness of the after thing. Like, I, I like it as, like, an episode theme. But, and it's what? I'm sorry. How would that tie in? <laughs> Wait a minute. Give me a second. In post. That's how it. That's how I'm tired. No. But, like, you know how, like, um, you said that your episode of Chris afterwards was, like, really depressing? Probably more because of the content than, like, the quality. Yeah. Um, well, it could be, like, depressing because, like, it was an after three, so there was, like, a high, and that's, like, you came down. And because of, like, the depressing quality of that, you came, like, to me, it was awkward. And, like, this is just, like, a good lesson in life that threesomes are not good for anybody, ever. And I like it. I just like that. So that's the story you want me to tell, okay? No, I know. No, I just like it as a theme. I like it as a theme, Seth. I don't like it as, like, a story. 
That sounds like a theme you're trying to get me to believe. <laughs> no, I don't want to stereotype people's throats, just your throat. So that <laughs> when you're editing, you can be mindful of the fact that I want this to be a theme. And so if it's awkward, it will just seem like, you know, it was expect- like it was like thought out. Not contrived, but like previous like it was like planned. Does your boyfriend have facial hair? He has ridiculous sideburns. <laughs> really? Yeah, literally almost like mutton chest territory down. Okay. To like his, it's almost like a chin strap, but there's no like chin hair. Hmm. So it's just sideburn down. Mm-hmm. It's like sideburn and front burn. It's weird. I don't, I can't explain it. it I think that I did explain it. It's like his sideburn. I totally visualized it. And every time I feel it, I'm like, should I say something? I'm like, eh, I'm like, eh. Why not, though? Why don't you say something? I just don't give a shit. It's just facial hair, but you can do whatever you want to your face. Well, what if he's what if he's going down on you? You could get leg burns. Uh, I don't do that. What? <laughs> I don't do that. Not at all? No. Never? No, it's too personal. I don't want anybody there. Same enough with Jesus. We don't, we don't have to go there, because <laughs> you don't go there. But there's this group of Amish folks who forcibly cut the beards and hair off of rival Amish. And today, the leader and 15 followers of this rogue Amish group were convicted on charges of federal conspiracy and hate crimes. I heard about that, actually. I heard about that. This is from Gawker.com. Written by Taylor Berman. Defense attorneys admitted that the attacks occurred, but justified them as being part of family disputes. Prosecutors successfully argued the crimes violated the religious rights of their victims and therefore counted as a hate crime. Actually, this says the attacks themselves were somehow more brutal than you'd expect. The testimony included an elderly woman's account of her terror as six of her children and their spouses made a surprise late night visit with the men holding down her sobbing husband as they hacked off his beard and hair and the woman cut her waist length hair to above the ears as she prayed aloud. It's like a scene from a fucking horror movie or something. It's like, it's like a horror movie with like the lowest stakes ever. <laughs> the great corn battle. <laughs> Two rival Amish groups fight over corn. <laughs> the best part of the story by far. Guess the name of the leader. Ishmael. The name of the leader was Samuel Mullet. <laughs> Mr. Mullet wasn't directly involved with the actual cutting, but he was the mastermind behind the attacks. Does he have a mullet? Please tell me he has a mullet. Let's see. Oh no, he's got a gigantic beard. He's got like a ZZ Top beard. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this really interesting? I was like, the reason for his attacks and his mastermindization. Let's try that again. The reason for these attacks was because like, he had a moment and there was nothing he could do about it and he was taking it out of the whole Amish community for shutting him or some shit. 
I'm racing with stakes. You see, the story is... Like, I'm racing with stakes in the story. <laughs> if he's sent to prison, the earth will be destroyed. <laughs> God wants mullet freed. Free mullet. <laughs> It be not far from you. Yeah. <laughs> it is near you. You know, and like I guess that's just my ignorance and not understanding the Amish culture. I have seen witness or I was forced to see clips of witness several times as a USC film student. <laughs> I have religious like tolerance and acceptance up to a point. And that point is hair. And that point is murder. <laughs> or hair. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Either one. Both my eyes. Because, like, I'm sure your God will understand if your hair is being viciously and violently cut off by somebody else. Yeah, and this is from the New York Times, directly to your point. Among the traditional Amish, men's long beards and women's uncut hair are central to religious identity. Prosecutors argue that the attacks were intended to humiliate those who questioned Mr. Mullet's cult-like methods, which include forcing errant followers to sleep in chicken coops and pressing married women, including his own daughter-in-law, to accept his intimate sexual counseling. And counseling is in quotation marks. Okay, well, now that it's rape, like, they just, like, lead with the rape. Like, you always lead with the rape. It's a story. Hello? I'm guessing that's something, that was something short of rape. Yeah, it's still rapish, and it's incesty. And to me, it's, it's higher stakes than hair. And no, not everything is a damn script. However, in this case, if you're writing a story, you lead with rape incesty, and then you follow up with hair. That's all I'm going to say about that. What are your thoughts? Like, issues around things that we call hate speech are always very tricky for me. But given that it's central to the identity, the self-identity, the religious identity of the Amish, then in that context, to shear people like fucking animals is a hate crime, in my opinion. Now, a conspiracy, if they... I guess if they broke in... That should apply, too, you know? I'm amazed that they were actually found guilty. I just think that's a very powerful attorney. Like, a very good yeah. argument. Yeah. Arguer. Like, just, like, a great, great argumentative skills that I could probably learn something from. Wow. Okay, and this is from the bottom of the New York Times article. According to testimony, Mr. Mullet stayed up late to greet attackers when they returned to the compound after one of the assaults, accepting a bag of shorn hair as well as disposable cameras used to record the victim's humiliation. The prosecutors argued that his followers would not have acted without Mr. Mullet's approval, citing what one of his sisters called the zombie-like obedience of Bergholtz residents. Mr. Mullet, of course, plans to appeal. I'm sorry. Can you just, like, take a moment to just imagine somebody getting a knock at their door. You open the door. They give you a bag of hair and a disposable camera. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell them, your work is done. (laughs) 
Go forth, my son, into the night and be well. First of all, a bag? Was it a Ziploc bag? Isn't that technology? Second of all, disposable camera? Definitely technology. In my head, it's like a clear plastic bag that's almost like a grocery sack but with no markings on it. And it's clear instead of like that tan color. In my imagination, it's the yellow and blue make green seal that only comes from Ziploc. (laughs) Ziploc brand storage bags. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't tell you about this, Asia, but I've started to incorporate a lot of corporate commercials in every episode. By that I mean now. Are we like, did you get paid or are you going to get paid or is this an hope of getting paid? Nope. Nope, I'm putting in the work now, so I get paid later. In hopes of getting paid. Okay, cool. I'm all it's for all making a buck. Spec. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate shilling at its best. Um, so, and also in my mind, this guy has suspenders when he answers um, the door. Actually, to I can, I can tell you. Well, several, several of his compatriots have suspenders. <laughs> I'm not done. Like, the disposable cameras that they hand him are, like, the yellow, like, Kodak disposable cameras where you have to push the button to get the flash. And, and yes, he was wearing suspenders. Oh, my gosh. I really, like, if he had a mullet, this would be, like, the cherry to top this amazing gem of a story. It's really sad because I realize, like, how little empathy I have for the Amish. I think it's because, like, I'm just never inundated with stories about them or television shows. So, like, well, that's I, on know, purpose, like, I think. You know, like, they they very much keep to themselves. No, I, I'm aware of that. However, I should still have empathy for these people who obviously went through a very dramatic ordeal. I'm glad that the U.S. court system, like, worked for them in a way. I'm, I'm just—it's just so funny, and I can't get over it. Yeah, and it's—it's it's really interesting when when the American government is asked to intervene in these and resolve disputes among these cultures that are within America, but not necessarily American culturally. Uh-huh. I wish I could have been in that courtroom. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they were really emotionally affected by it. Obviously, it was like declared a hate crime. Mm-hmm. They don't just throw that word around willy-nilly. It's powerful, and yet I just can't stop laughing. And on the inside, it's troubling because you know all people equally. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did they get to the courtroom? I really want to know. Like, did they take a buggy? Yep. Like, do they have cars? I bet they took a buggy. (laughs) Did they sell their wares on the way to the courtroom? Like, how do they get money? How is this lifestyle sustainable? And why do I keep getting the characters confused, to be honest? It's all of these, all these things. Like, because there's some things I want to say. How are they going to keep making oatmeal? (laughs) Would you use the word hate crime? I think. Really? But then, like, you know, you help the slaves, and, you know, this is part of your religion, it's part of your culture, and somebody's going around and, like, terrorizing 
factions of your people and have a following of other Amish. I, yeah, I, I, I need to do more. I bet it makes it really hard for them to make all their cookies, too. Oh, wait, no, that's the Keebler elves. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amish bread. Amish bread. That's a thing. That's a thing? I never call it friendship bread. I might be mistaken. <laughs> I don't know. That's not an ominous name or anything. Friendship bread. <laughs> Definitely will not kill you, bread. Mm, <laughs> have a slice. <laughs> <laughs> it was good when I had it. I don't know. Here's the thing. I think maybe the author of this article might have thought it was funny, and that's why I think it's funny. No, this was from a couple articles, and I don't think either of them were. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's not wrong that you think it's hilarious, because it is. This is like a play. It's simultaneously incredibly silly, and also very offensive to the people involved. Yeah, like I would not want this to happen to them again. But the fact that it happened was... Pretty Amazing. Yeah, like, I can't... I can't just this like. Yeah, like, I wonder if it was Shears or... I mean, they should have at least given them the decency of, like, letting them decide what cut they wanted. Right. And let them know where they could go in for a touch-up. <laughs> this Amish crazy faction? It just got to beauty school somewhere. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Reality series. <laughs> Amish beauty school. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they had a bag of hair. What did he do with the hair once it's in a town? What did he do? Ah, that's a whole other, like, can of worms that we're opening. Like, what does he do with all that hair? First of all, what does he do with the pictures when he develops them? How did they catch him? I'm sure it was quite easy. <laughs> and why don't they invest in a better camera? I mean, come on. That's true. If they're gonna, if they're going to indulge the devil's magic that is film photography, why can't they just get a decent film camera? Or at least use a fucking Polaroid to instant gratification. Of the Polaroid, it's just it's instant gratification once again. It's just, I mean, because they obviously can't go digital. Otherwise, they would have a digital you would have a digital camera. True. So the Polaroids, like you don't have to bother with going to the pharmacy to get your pictures developed, which is weird to me. Like, why do people go to pharmacies to get their pictures developed? It's weird. Because most of the places that develop film now are expensive print houses, if they're not drugstores. Oh, right. Or the places that used to develop film, like the actual camera stores, have closed down. What was the guy sentenced to? Mr. Mullet. They've just been convicted. They haven't been sentenced. Oh, they haven't been sentenced yet. Mm-mm. When did this story come out? Today. Oh. Oh, that's the headline that I read that I guess. That I skipped over. Indeed. Wow. It would be actually very frightening having somebody, like, break into your house, hold you down in front of your children, and cut your hair. Well, yeah, I mean, Mitt Romney knows about pouncing on people, holding them down, and cutting their hair. Mormons, Amish. We're getting a little better at the segways, but what, what's this one? Oh, was I segwaying? <laughs> I didn't know, I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Are you, are you falling asleep? No, I'm sorry. What time is it? Oh, it's two. It's two or eight. Yeah, do you need to go to sleep? 
I had to do with the work tomorrow. But I want to talk about this so <laughs> Yeah, we can just cap it off for now. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, have a good night. You too. Okay. <laughs> okay, night. Good night.